Hello and welcome to Mice Cast with your host Greg and Mike. Hello. Tonight we're just hanging out with nothing better to do. We're talking with some of our buds. We got Mike and Jeff and me in the studio, just shooting the breeze. The breeze. Yeah. It's hey. breezy here in Pittsburgh. A balmy 50 degrees right now. Nice, nice <laughs> fall weather is coming. Yes. So and we were. Um, Looking for something to talk about. Jeff had a good idea. Well, actually, Jeff talked about something else, which led us to a discussion about why we thought, or our opinions on, why Disneyland is kept up better than the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World. Or are we going to include the other three older resorts as well? We didn't decide that. Yeah, throw them all in there. What the hell? All right. So we wait. Should we call Nathan Rose first? Because <laughs> no, not for you. Throw no, that out. No. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make friends. Yay. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nathan's got some answering to do. No. I could so, care anyways, <laughs> um, as we were saying, why is Disneyland such a better park than the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World? Okay. Now wait. Better park. Oh yeah. Okay. See. In my opinion. I, you know, what right, guy's here's, opinion. Here's the thing. I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> nice, Greg. <laughs> uh, I agree, but, you know, it's my place, right? But we've been there. You've been there most recent, and so you can probably attest to why some things are... Who are you talking l- to? Me? Greg. Yes, Greg. Yeah, well, you know, hey, I just found out I'm probably going to go again in February. I've got to get up and do that white boy dance to lose, because I think I'm going again in February. And when's that going to be confirmed? Well, we have, uh, I have a project in Rancho Cucamonga that's going to be up for a national award uh, in the nationals this year is held in Orlando at the Orange County Convention Center, which happens to be a hop, skip, and a jump from the resort. So, go for it. Cool. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'm stoked. Start shaking those hips. That's right. Makes, uh, (laughs) makes, uh, Makes buying that AP all that much more sweeter, huh? Oh, yeah. Except the stupid way those AP works. I, I felt so stupid after buying that thing and couldn't get a discount anywhere on, on shopping. <laughs> I'm no like, wait, way. at Disneyland we get a, every shop. Uh, it doesn't work that way here. Yeah, you yeah. get three. You get you get two other parks. Uh, you know, 15 miles apart from each other. <laughs> That's what you get extra. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad. I was really looking forward to you know saving some of the dough I spent on it by uh, recouping it through some savings. But it just did well, not work out. If you get it, use it, use it on your hotel room. That's where you're going to recoup your savings. Well, you know, I just called speaking. That's a good segue into uh, you know a little plug for the Mouse Fest coming up. I called back to the, the resort because I have a AAA reservation right now, and there are no more oh. a- annual passport ones except oh. if I went to Caribbean Beach. But it would be about $40 more than I'm paying at Pop Century. And I Pop Century is fine for this kind of a trip, so... Paul Barry called me. He's trying to book, and he can't find anything in the value. So all the Disney dorks have filled the value resorts. Hooray! Oh, goodness. Yeah, all the DFs are coming to see us. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. I'm, well, I'm glad I'm in a moderate. Well, we, we know that they're all there to meet the DPN people. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. We're the main draw, yeah. right? Oh, that's right. Definitely. <laughs> Why don't we run that down, then, before we actually get on a real subject if you want. Yeah, you're talking. probably more familiar with the plans than I am at this <laughs> point because I've been traveling and I'm out of a loop. All right, well, well, don't let Greg do it because I'm... I guess I'm not letting anything out of the bag, right? I mean, we're, um, uh, we are 
a participating community that is the Disney Podcast Network, and I believe the title or the working title right now is. Wait a second! Wait, 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 wait. What? As well, got a little bit more background than that. As a participating community, we have a, a meet and greet event. During well, that's the exactly what I was going to say, yeah. you okay. dumb, it's, you know, yeah. funny. Yeah. It's actually, get yeah, to it yet. it's a required event. Some people out there I know are thinking, okay, well, you got PodFest, and you got uh, Paul Berry doing his his deal, which we're all going to kind of be in on. Why the heck do we need one? It's because they're making us. I'm yes. kind of, <laughs> you know. So that's fine, Danny. So we that's, we we had to come up with something, and uh, it's the, what is it, the, the uh, listen to, Living with the Land boat ride, mm-hmm. which now has no one spieling it. And it's going to be called um, the DPN is more fun than watching the plant grow, plants grow meat. There you go, and that's courtesy of Earl from Trapped on Vacation. Yeah. Yeah, now so here's the interesting thing: Earl used to spiel that attraction. He used to work on the boat. Nice. So I think it's very fitting that you know he was the. We're talking about this actually. Mr. Mark brought this up. Earl is the original DPN podcast because that's where I got my start. That's right. And Earl said that, well, back when I first started the network, I actually, this is, I don't know, this is not very widely known, but we actually wanted to call the DPN at first the Smart Ass Theme Park Network. (laughs) (laughs) S-A-T-P-N. I think we fit in with that. (laughs) But exactly, right? We got a lot of shows with, you know, our bidding, our biting wit. But uh, I was like, well, that's not that's not not, not going to have wide appeal. So we had to do the DPN. We had to, you know, soften it up a little bit for the kids. Make it nice and friendly. Well, it is friendly. But yeah, it's I a, thought that's, it's that's funny. It's, it's, we don't that's bite. damn funny. That's damn funny. You got to admit, that's smart. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So we are going to have a chance to meet and greet at the land, and we figured it's a very family kind of place to be. There's food and drink if you need some in the land pavilion. There's plenty of seating. And then once we've ridden and socialized, then we're going to move on for the happy hour to the Rose and Crown. And uh, you can have, you know, saddle up to the pub and have and a have pint a milk, if milk. you like. Yeah, have some milk cookies. Milk, milk and cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and then if well, you want, go eat there. <laughs> it's also nice to living with the land bow ride. You can fit a lot of people on there. Yes. Now, I, don't ex- I don't expect this huge turnout for um, for the DPM meet since we are the new kids on the block. But... Uh, you know, I, I think that we could at least, you know, I think we could or fill a boat or two. Spread the message of podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and part of the reason we we chose that is, you know, there has been some suggestions to do one of the 3D movies or something called, you know, 3DPN. But you can't talk to people. You can't talk. You can't socialize. So, yeah, you could go meet for a few minutes in front and go all sit down, go yuckety yuck and watch the movie, but not really conducive to sharing. No. Nope. Right. Yeah. Hey, have and you ever had it? Have you even had email interest um, of a non-DPN podcaster that may meet us at that meet? We'll see. Very cool. So, that's kind of interesting. Now, okay. Disney-related or non-Disney-related? No, a, a Disney podcast. It's not part of the DPN. Oh, uh, very cool. They might, they might show up. I don't know yet. That's just kind of speculation, but that's cool. And that also shows that, you know, we're not all just about us. We're really not. You know, no. We try to help out all around. You know, we really do. So, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun, too. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, off the tangent road we go, and <laughs> back to uh, where Jeff. we started. <laughs> I'm going to steer this bastard where it needs to be Good. if it kills me. Good. Let somebody right. else do the work for once. So, <laughs> why why is Disneyland so much more neat and pretty than Disney World? All right, well, there, 
there should be no difference, right? The I can't compare the two. Okay, People but ask me, and I'm like, they're completely two different beasts to me. But the, I can't compare. Correct, them. correct. But you can but, you can, but you you, you can't. You I don't shouldn't. Know. The, the operational, right. but the operational background to keep the places rolling is the same mentality. It's the same culture, right? right? You always have people sweeping stuff up. You know, yes. Walt's thing was keep it clean. You know, carnies are dirty places. My place ain't gonna be a carny place. All that that mentality of what makes a Disney park is an effect of both places. But why do you see more surfaces that need paint in the Magic Kingdom? Right. Why, why are the s- rides so behind on rehab at Walt Disney World? And I don't think there's many people that argue with you on that. I mean, I've been getting trip reports uh, back from people at Haunted Mansion and, and Nathan. Nathan. <coughs> Even pirates are quit, quit harping on the poor guy. He, uh, the guy's had enough. Uh, well, maybe he should think before he broadcasts next time. I have no problem. It's his opinions. Okay, okay, correct. That's Opin- right. Opinion, it's, it's yes. It's about opinion. Well, One man's opinion. He should have done a. <laughs> Stop that! He should have done Bad a. Bad dog. He should have done a better job of uh, qualifying it as such before he mouthed off. I think. All right. Yeah. Let's not be so hard on these. Everyone's got their own opinion, but okay. let's get back to what we're talking about. Like, why, why, why? Yeah, why are the rehab so far behind Disney World? And Greg, you had to notice that Haunted Mansion, number one. Oh, Haunted Mansion! It was is in broken down, horrible shit. Lots of the funny thing, now. though, is the locals out there don't seem to to see this, because they've oh, never seen they ours. Are they well, locals? what they call, I guess, the type, of, um, like the crew from WWE. WDW Today or, you know, Mouse Tunes or whatever, they don't seem to talk about those kind of things or don't notice it. Uh, the mansion was in horrible shape. The singing bust, one of them wasn't even aligned to the bust. Uh, what? Are you kidding? Yeah. The face wasn't on. Oh, no. And the attic has spitballs all over it. And yeah. the black lights hit it. Yeah. It's disgusting. Really? There's, yeah, there's spitballs all over behind the spider web scene. It's just dirty in that. You know, I suppose no. I know it's supposed to be dirty, but you can tell a lot of that stuff just needs cleaned but you, up. Don't they? Uh, they don't close for rehab once a year for a couple weeks. No, no, not really. They've. I think they closed last year for a week or two weeks. But they don't put a very short closure. They don't put overlays in or anything like no, that. No, they See? don't. If they did, they might be able to keep it up a little bit better. But I don't know. It, it, it comes down to this. There's more. There's more spit and polish. There's more in, in the craftsmanship. There's a lot, lot more going on in yeah, than the no, craftsmanship. Okay, but do you think? Do you think there's a mentality of this stuff's older? We got to do a better job of keeping it up. I mean, you know, we, there's still no. some original 50 year old structures there. I think standing. I think it's because you guys have more of the same repeat visitors, more APs, more people that live in the Southern California area. They keep seeing this stuff over and over and over again, and the management at Disneyland knows this. And they know that they need to keep improving, keep things clean, keep things shimmering, or they're going to lose interest. I, I, you know, I think you might I, have some people agree or disagree with I was how well to disagree, or, uh, how Disneyland's been kept because a lot of us really? see it see it every day or going. God, this used to be a whole lot better. Let me give you a, <coughs> a little right. simple. Well, that's fine because you know how often I go there. Not that often. I've been there like five, mm-hmm. six times. Well, so. I mean, you've seen it since Matt we met came and had a resurgence of the. You know, this needs to be painted more often. We just can't right. go until it fails. But that, yeah, people can disagree that know better, but from my angle, that's a, I think it's a valid statement or opinion. Yeah, you've definitely seen it since the good times or the better times, I guess you you could <laughs> Before say. Before the dark times. Um, I, I heard, I don't know whose podcast I was listening to, they were talking about 
how Disney World, you know, people change the light bulbs every night. There's never a light bulb out, blah, 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 blah. Well, that used to happen at Disneyland also, but the way they've done the lampers, they've, they've totally changed it. And now they just get arguments over whether or not it's, you know, a lamper's duty or the shop. For, so, uh, for instance, Main Street now, if the light's in your shop, uh, merchandise is responsible for that light. If it's on the outside of the shop, the lampers are. But where they can't seem to decide, what about the, the the window displays and stuff? And they'll put in calls to get lamps replaced, and it might take weeks. It's like just give that's, me a, a, a chair and a light, and let me change it myself. You know, it's it's that's retarded. Oh, it's it's oh. it's dumb. Yes, very. It's very bad. Well, that's typical labor relations for you. Yeah, but you, you know, me. you talk about you could never, you would never ever see a light bulb out at Disneyland at night. Oh, had, I sent I sent a picture uh, and a recent picture. I saw trip, that. I picture, saw that. Did I? Uh, I sent it to Lou Mangiello because on their show on the Mouth Tunes they were talking about how um, uh, Nathan noticed some you know upkeep problems. So I sent, and Lou was shocked. He was like freaking out. He's like, I have to see it for myself. I because he couldn't believe it. I sent him an email with I had some tripod shots of the main sheet. Main Street train station. There were literally blocks of four light bulbs in a row missing. That's horrible. Here and there. I think I counted a total of like 15, 16. Wait, Magic Kingdom out. or Disneyland? Magic Kingdom in Florida. Cool. And I'm talking about the, the photo I took was outside when you first step up to it. Your first impression, which you see. Wow. That's and they were all out. They were also out on City Hall. I sent a picture of that. And there were, there were little lights here and there. So, you know. That would know. never they, happen they, in the I, old days. Yeah, never. They, I, you know, I just, I don't know. Through my eyes, I don't notice as many upkeep problems. I hardly notice any upkeep problems at Disneyland in comparison to what I'm used to at Disney World. You know, it's interesting. You know, I actually think it really goes deeper than even what you're saying. Is that, and I've always maintained that the one reason Disneyland has the charm it has is Walt walked the streets. He was. Involved with it for 10, 11 years before his death, changing, recrafting. He was in the plans for the Magic Kingdom, sure. Uh, they made changes to it after he died. They weren't even sure if they were going to build it for about a year. They did it. I think they took some shortcuts. They thought they were Disney. They did a good job, don't get me wrong. The Main Street from, you know, standing on Main Street looking at the facades, wonderful. The castle, obviously, you know, a great thing but i think in some cases they spread the park out so much that you lost the intimacy and some of the transitions between areas aren't as good as they are at disney well you know of course always they're also expecting more people to be showing up at this place no there's reasons for it don't get me yeah. wrong but they it's like they left areas untreated or unthought through well, and there's some terrible sight lines right now where you can see things that you shouldn't see right you need to listen to sam Genoway over uh on uh Hotchbert's podcast. He's the urban planner, works for one of the biggest landscaping companies. He mm-hmm. knows exactly how that place is laid out and has some really good uh, uh, stuff on the transitions. And there's a lot of thought put into it. But I, I just, yeah, I think you're right. The open space that creates some sight lines that are a little off in comparison to Disneyland. Well, and some of them aren't even open space. I was standing at the second class citizen uh, smoking dock, <laughs> which. Um, I guess used to be the uh, Indian, or not the Indian work news, but the David Crockett news. And I'm standing there, and I, I can see that stupid genie bottle thing yeah. coming up from the, uh, yeah. uh, 
I, you know, it shows you how much I appreciate that attraction. I don't even you're know what oh, Aladdin's Magic Carpets? <laughs> Thank you, already, you. You already mentioned this in Trooper Board, I think. Yeah, I, that or on my show. That, that, okay, let's let's uh, think about this. Here's here's how I kind of look at it between Disneyland and, let's say, the Magic Kingdom in Florida. Right now, I'm up here in the northeast. This is an old town. I mean, you know, Carnegie built this town. Old school, right? Sure. I'm up here. One of the churches that I grew up going to is like this intricate, freaking beautiful piece of architecture. The stonework, hand workings, the the the, uh, the stained glass. I mean, these are structures that you do not see like down in Houston, the newer you know, you know the newer cities. There's no money to you can't do stuff like that anymore. You can't. There's you can't. It's too expensive. You can't get the materials to do it like they do it up here. Everything that's new is there's a certain way to build everything, and I think, I think when you go to Disneyland, you just look at the surface of everything, the, down to the woods, the metals, everything. It looks like it's kind of I get the same vibe like when I'm visiting up in the Northeast and looking at the buildings and structures here. They're old, they have character, and they're built in a way that just could not be done cost effectively. I mean, you just put the right word on it, cost effectively. Right. It could it be, done be done if someone was willing to spend it, but no, not, not cost effectively. Because I mean, all the new churches you see down in Houston, they're like half of them they're are tilt up sheet. There's sheet metal with, and they put a wooden steeple on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's what are those buildings called? The sheet metal buildings, Greg? Don't they have a name? Sheet metal buildings? Yeah, they'll be sheet metal on the Tijuana. Is what it's called? No, put, no, no. They'll, put, they'll, they'll put sheet metal on the back and they'll put a facade. What on are the, the front. prefab buildings? What are their names? Yeah. Not you mean like tilt up no, or prefab? T- no, no. There's okay. There's some. There's a pro- proper name associated with the. I we have a ton of that in Houston because I mean they're just building and building. We got building tilt here. up. We got tilt up left and right here. But man, I'm here and I was I was literally walking around the neighborhood just looking at the houses and these houses were built. Gosh, in the fifties and thirties and forties. Yeah. And, th- and man, you look at these houses you're like there is no way they could construct a house like this. You know, for less than a million dollars anymore, and these things are tiny shoe boxes. But they're built like fortresses, man. You'd be surprised, though. Some of those houses you think are built so well, and they are—they are artisan piece of art that they work really well. Oh, yeah. But by you know, put them in, you know, like an LA area, and a lot of those things in a, in a tiny quake would just come down. Uh, over. But I don't disagree with like when I was in Boston and walking in. Uh, what is it? The North Quarter. The Kind of the, the Italian, north end. The, north, the end. north end. Oh my God! It's like going back in history. You know, you, you, you know, to get the cars off the street, and you might take yourself back. Brownstone type, uh, narrow. Very cool. You just don't see that kind of. Well, we don't see that stuff really at all in the the West Coast, but it's it's amazing. Walk through San Francisco, some of the old areas there. It's, it's, so you, obviously they just don't build that way. Anymore. So they're dripping. They're dripping with character, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good way. Of and it. and charm, and so is Disneyland. In comparison to Magic Kingdom, <laughs> Magic Kingdom has character, but it's more or less grounded in the grandeur and size of the whole place. Sure, you walk in, you see that castle there, you're like, wow, far away. This right? is this yeah. is big. There's room here. This is open. You're you're shocked and awed by that, you know. But you go to Disneyland, it's small. You're shocked and awed by the size if you've been to Disney World. But yeah. then it starts it starts setting in. You're looking around. You're like looking at every nook and cranny. You're like, oh my gosh. This is so intimate, so charming. There's so many details. There's so much going on, you know, so close to me in a way that's just so clean and so well done. Other than scenarios, well, okay, so course. it sounds Tomorrowland, like... land, cough, cough, cough. Eh, so it sounds God, like you're making mess. a case that Disneyland gets better upkeep because it's more cherished. 
No, well, Cause, no, you know, I think, no, no. Well, okay. Bottom line, I think it gets more attention because more repeat visitors, more of those same eyes are coming to the park. So now you're, talking about, again. A, now you're talking about a chicken and egg scenario. Do they keep it up to get the more eyes, or is it getting more eyes because it's kept up? No, they're keeping it up because they've got more of the same pairs of eyes looking at these things over and over again. They know okay. that. Keep the locals wouldn't keep coming back if a certain level of um, uh, right. maintenance yeah. and change. I'm going to call bullshit uh, on that. I'm going to call bullshit on that because during the Pressler years, they let the place go to pot, and the people still showed up. Still Are you kidding? You know they tripled the amount of or yeah, more but, than tripled but what else I mean, do we have around here you know knots is a is a, a, a laughing stock in the the theme park world these talk days talk about a shell of its former self yeah knots uh, is. six flags is getting ready to close down <laughs> the um, city's trying to buy it <laughs> and you have all well you have the people who come to disney for what disney represents you have the people who go to magic mountain because they just want a cheap thrill so you know there's there's two different types of people here you're dealing with but you know, let's you know go back when the Magic Kingdom was built in you know nineteen seventy one. You still had all the original Walt people who were building that park, and I think in the beginning a lot of it was there. But I think over time they looked at it as more of the larger resort where they don't have to keep every last nook and cranny because they've got so much thing, so much for people to see. Like you go to their the fantasy land at the Magic Kingdom is it's like going back in time to what our fantasy land used to be with the cheesy facades. Strip mall. Um, you know, I don't. I, I heard you give that reference once. I, I've never really thought of Saul. it that way. Saul, but, Saul gave that. Oh, reference. I'm sorry. Saul said that. I don't really see that. I see the pre 1983 fantasy land at Disneyland where you've got the the kind of canvas overhangs uh, that had, were made out of tin. I had <laughs> no problems. I had no problems with Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland until I saw Disneyland, and I was just yeah, almost, yeah. I almost fainted. Yeah, but Disneyland used to look like. Oh, I understand that, yeah. but you gotta understand where I'm coming from. I've seen Disney World many times, and then I just last October went to Disneyland. And I was like, holy moly! Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland to me now looks like a strip center. You've got a flat front with not much dimension. It certainly doesn't uh, okay, have much character, I, I see color, the or okay. detail. And you have a sign. Smack. Boom. You yeah. just got a sign. Okay. I see hey, now, but where you're going at. Close mark. I went <laughs> immediately mark. to Snow the... White close <laughs> mark. <laughs> I went immediately to the shopping thinking it seemed to you like one big shop. Um, so I misunderstood you almost, it. You almost have to look hard to find the name of the attraction at Disneyland's Fantasyland. Oh, no. To I totally agree. Oh, yeah, yeah. It. Well, but no, it's not like that Magic Kingdom. It's like, go, hey, go, here you are at, you know... Well, the first time I went in 1975, Undemark. and I'm like, where's Small World? Now, I knew where Small World was supposed <laughs> to be because I'd studied all the maps before I got there. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is Small World. Now, I'm not a huge Small World fan. You know, I appreciate what it is, and I write it occasionally. But you got to say, what kind of hash or dope or crack were they doing <laughs> when they said, let's do this? Because I mean, what a ripoff! I mean, you know what I call? You know what I call it? Small World Underground. <laughs> it's like underground. You can't even see it. You're like going down to the basement. We're gonna yeah. put you down in the basement and ride you through all these crazy dolls. Woo-hoo. Yeah, it's, you it's, have to walk uh, in and out of that hole. It's in a hole. It's, it's crazy. It's it's you know it's down on the probably the first level, the, the actual attraction. Uh, really, really, never 
never really liked that ride as an adult Small World in Florida. But mm-hmm. now, the one I've ridden the one in Disneyland three times. Um, the first time was with the holiday overlay. Blew me away. Oh, isn't that cool? The next two times were just the regular. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. You know, I put put two different recordings of that on my on my show. I liked it so much. It's just so much fun. So charming. The the earworm doesn't get to me because it's just it's it's well done. It's great. The earworm. I mean, everything from yeah, the earworm, the song. Yeah, everything I, I, from walking the atmosphere from when you walk into that area and see the facade, and you see the train going through there with the steam coming out. Then you kind of walk down that little meandering walkway there. Excuse the pun. And then here's the other thing: you look at the boats. The boats have little railings around them, and they're, they they look like um, shiny. Uh, Lacquered wood with little lines yep, yep, to make yep. it look like they're made out of wood. You look at the boats at uh, Small World in Florida; they look like uh, they're molded out of uh, PVC pipe. They're like just plastic, non-slip surfaces. They're literally just look like someone put the resin in a mold, stamped it out, and they threw it in the water. You know, they're, and I don't that's remember it. It's them. one solid color, and it's yeah. got like non-slip surfaces on it, and that's it. But the ones at and Disneyland are like look like boats. Little Chris Crafts. And I don't remember it always being like that. Um, now, i got to say, I think the... Take the boats out. Forget about that. I think the way the attraction uh, works as far as the sets are almost floating in the vo- water versus you being in this trough. Yeah, see, that's what me. I like. I like that m- about Magic Kingdom yeah, Small World is that yeah, water that, goes agree. all the way to the edge. That's the one thing kind of freaked me out. I could see at one point, like I saw under one of the sets... Yep. And I could see it looked like we were in like a uh, lazy river, like a little bowl of water. Uh-huh. Well, if you look like carefully... A, yeah, it looked like we were in a jacuzzi or something. I was yeah, like, you look carefully, you'll, you'll see like extension cords and place yeah. things plugged yeah. in. Yeah, yeah really it's pretty weird. cheesy. But you got to think, you know, that came from a World's Fair, that that's exactly what they had to do to temporary. have a water ride. Um, temporary. Uh, but you, you just got to be blown away by the small world mall area. And it, to see it at Christmas time is just... The the soaring image gives you see no, it at Christmas time. No real sense of what it's like to see that in person. You know, you know the funny talk about the soaring image is that the lights are colored. The last few years, the lights have been all white. Uh, I guess I didn't trip up there the last year. Oh, you know what I saw for the first time on Small World this past trip? Uh, at which they park? Were, uh, at Disneyland, they were doing the light show at night on the facade of Small World. Now, I only thought they did that during Christmas time. The light the show? Fan, the little fanfare they do every 15 minutes will literally have, like, box of colors changing and being animated on the facade itself. Huh. It's got oh. the music going. Oh, uh-huh. that's in addition to the clock coming out and doing it? Yeah, thing. like, they had, you know, Omniscans thrown up there and just... You know, had the gobos going and all the crazy colors fitting into the geometric patterns of the facade. I thought they only did that during Christmas time. Every 15 minutes, they would do the Christmas show thing. But then I was standing there with uh, Coco Wireless from DPN. He's like, check out, did you see the uh, show they do on the small world? And I was like, I thought that was only Christmas. I wonder if that's because they installed the projection equipment for, for Remember. The or did they? No, for the projection oh, equipment that, for Remember, for the fireworks show. Because, you know, they project stuff like that okay. on the castle. Oh, and they're okay. trying to give people another place to view the fireworks from. So they, the small world facade uh, has some yeah. of those same images projected on them. Oh, that you would okay. See for that might, that's, probably, that's probably it. I didn't realize that. So, that, since wait, they leave the small world mall area? Because they close Fantasyland down during the fireworks. Right. They do leave small world. They leave small area, world. I've, I've watched, remember, from small world. I, I never go back that way for 
fireworks. So. Well, you know, you're coming off Small World when they're kicking off. Why not stay there and watch? Yeah, well, no, no, I have to try that. Because so, back in my day, we used to clear people out of the Small World Mall area for the old fireworks if the wind was blowing right because of the fallout. Fantasy in the sky. Fantasy. Uh, uh, is anybody, speaking of remember, has anybody heard if the show is going to keep going? I haven't heard. I mean, they're uh, they're ripping uh, all the fiftieth stuff out. I mean, all the stuff is. To, I talked to Toast about it, and he had input on it. What did he say? Not he said it. He, he thought he he was kind of split on it. He he thought it wasn't going anywhere because of Disney's track record with swapping out parades. Is really bad. They keep them there for quite the Not long parades. time. Not parades. I could give rats about the parade. I'm what are you talking about? The remember, fireworks, fireworks. Remember. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Remember, dreams come true. You know. Oh, just... I, I don't know. I was asking that same question actually. You know, I'll ask Richard, because he stopped by the house the other night um, uh, to drop something off. Oh, which reminds me, I haven't taken some of the work he gave me. I was supposed to show people. Thank you. Um, uh, and he said they had went on the last official day of the summer schedule and saw the fireworks, but he did not say whether or not they'd be continuing on the weekend only. Because usually during the rest of the year, you'd get them on the weekend. Yep. So... All right, let me ask you this question to tie back into what we're talking about. You guys are from the West Coast, duh. You visit Disneyland often, duh. Just just yesterday. Knowing that you only see Disney World once a year, maybe once every other two years, does it bother you when you see the upkeep below par to Disneyland standard? Oh, hell yeah. As much? Oh, hell yeah. It bothers me. Does it bother you because you're so connected to Disneyland? Or does it just I, bother you in general? You know what? I, I I'll be honest. I have to say it's because because of connection and knowing how how it was back in the day, and right. seeing and seeing what happened in the mid '90s when when the Pressler era just beat the crap out of that place, mm-hmm. and they didn't do. I mean, details were just being erased left and right. Did you know <clears throat> that each area has a, a, the trash cans are themed to the area, and right. and they were getting rid of that. Everything was getting the generic Disneyland Resort logo stamped on it throughout the throughout uh-huh. the resort. No theme trash mm-hmm. cans anymore. I mean, I know it sounds a nitpick no. and a minor detail, no, but it's one of those things that you no, know. No, it doesn't. I don't. That, that when you start seeing a Disneyland Resort trash can in what in Critter Country used to look like, you know, painted wood or you know wood mm-hmm. boxes, it's just jarring, and it's didn't care. That way, I can put a trash can anywhere. You know, they can all get the same paint job. They can I remember, be. They I, I can be cycled. They can be cycled through paint schemes a little bit longer because the you know the the maintenance schedule could be stretched and everything was about bottom line and you know we can our paper financial statements will look better because we're having higher uh, operating guests per hour or riders per hour or how long before the thing fails and. It's downtime is not calculated into a bottom line, so they don't care if the ride's down for three days while they're waiting for a part or some crap like that. Mm-hmm. It's um. Plus, well, so you're, you're you're generalizing because he, I've talked to Richard about this stuff in depth. Of course, I'm going to generalize. I only have an well, hour. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're you're selling it to your advantage, which is what the show's well, okay, about. Sure. But you know, I'm not a huge Paul Pressler fan, but it's like. Making Bush responsible for every government agency and what they do, he it's it's much bigger of a uh, an operation for one guy to micromanage down to the level of a trash can. Now that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that he didn't um, 
set a corporate, uh, let's say, um, feeling where everybody's looking at the bottom line. So every small Dick and Harry manager trying to look good found ways to cut. Like you know, everybody gave the general a crappy time for the way he handled maintenance. Now, the way he handled maintenance is a pretty standard in aviation industries and how they keep only, like, one part, and they go get to the distributor when the part breaks. Pretty standard stuff. But if that is what the Disney management has decided works for their um, their park and they're willing to live with it, that's, that's you know, it's a management decision you know, that they think works for the bottom line. So I... You, I don't know if you can say it was wrong. They they took their chance and unexperimented with something that didn't work. Unfortunately, I think it took too long to realize it wasn't working before they went back. You know, so I, I think you're over generalizing Paul Pressler's hands-on walking around saying, "You know, I, I get just that damn brown trash can out of here. I want green ones all around the no, park." No, no, I didn't you say know. Paul Pressler. I said the Pressler era. Okay, the Pressler era. See whose other night- name was in Pressler? Who's era? I know Pressler. I <laughs> know it's era called is, the yeah. Pressler era. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Wasn't From there another? Who 19- was the female? Yeah, Catherine Harris, but she's part of the Pressler era. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So from 19 19- acting like it was only one guy. From 1995 well, you could go back and you could the Eisner era and put it back all in Eisner. If you get it, you know, the guy at the top answers for yeah. everything. Okay, but. Eisner was he the micro was he micromanaging Disneyland or is no you know way. Pressler just and who did Pressler report to? Did he report to Eisner? No, he reported up through the Walt Disney World chain of command. <coughs> whoever <coughs> you got to think also whoever's back in, in the, whoever's in Rizzuto's spot right now. Yeah, back in the eighties, middle management was king. Man, there was so many middle managers, so you can't just sit there and say one guy was responsible for all these different changes. Impossible. No, but so many different people. There's influence there. It's but there's not one guy snapping his finger in every no, trash I'm not, can I'm magically. Not, I'm well, not trying exactly. I'm not trying to intimate. Budgets, I'm not trying to intimate. Everybody figures out how to make their budget work. If the budget got smaller, some guys going. You know what? If I didn't have to paint all these things different colors, I could have a whole bunch of them sitting in the back. And if one gets broken, sure, sat bent. on, squash, swap it out. Actually, to tell you the truth, wouldn't wouldn't really throw me either way. I mean, a green trash can either way, I don't know. I really give a rat's ass about a you know, green trash can. I personally don't care either, but it's one of those details that why take it's it something away. something you yeah. notice. You, well, you, you you're know, sure you I, notice, but yeah. you know, you think, ah, you know. Like on the there, island, we another, these really another corner cool cut. Ones. Here, here's you, know, you, know, you know what it's like to sanitize stuff like that when you've got, you know, on the island they had the ones that look like the tree stumps and stuff. and yeah. It's just like they become a grody just yeah. mess, and that's someone's job to take a steam cleaner, be, you know, steam it and clean it out. Okay, so that's my problem. No, it's not my problem, but it's a jarring. Cor- <laughs> it's a jarring. It's a jarring example of a corner that gets cut. And then you know, let's take the logical step. If I'm walking around thinking corners are getting cut in painting, or corners are getting cut in, you know, detail. Our corners getting cut in ride maintenance. Our corners getting cut in safety. Think. Yeah, that's the old stupid slippery slope thing. You yes, tell me. I'm it, working it in sure the park. Is. You know how many times I got asked, "Where's the trash can?" They blend in so well sometimes, and I'm not so sure green isn't bad because you. They're not. But I don't know. They're they're, they're white. not like bright pink they were, they where were, they stand out. They weren't green. They were white. 
with that stupid generic Disneyland, that Disney Resort logo with the with the castle. At least you could find the, them, right? Instead of have to point them out every time because they blend into a stump or into a look like a piece of wood. There's some logic behind that from an operational. Well, they should all be like pushing and shout at you. Hey, I'm over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't believe how much you guys just yammering on about trash cans. This is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. But let's go back. Let's look at the Magic Kingdom, though. It's um. I guess I was shocked. I didn't go on Country Bear this year. I, I, I'm guessing it hasn't changed, but I went on it last year. Uh, the speakers sounded like crap. The the eye was just blinking away, and I love that show. <laughs> and it was hard to sit through because it sounded so bad. It's well, got to be mansions like that too. You can hear no yep. sound separation. The sounds are bleeding. It's OEM. It's OEM. They're, they're original equipment speakers that have been there since the place <laughs> opened. Yeah, and they're still rolling those stupid behind-the-scenes Disney World things on Travel Channel, and they're yeah. showing the computer nerve center. Yeah. And it's it looks like... Huge-ass ni- optical discs. Yeah, it looks yeah. like 1975 worm discs. You're like, what is going on? The yeah, guy's I all, am. like, showing it off, and I'm like, dude, my laptop's as powerful as that rack that's... Taking up their room, and that's well, what I went you, down and that, there. And that's and the kind of computer technology that like, put people. Look, on the just push this button, the raven crows. We know, yeah, like, yeah oh but you know Lord. what's you know what's funny, <laughs> Jeff? Is I went down there in '86, so I saw what it looked like, and then I started to work at Disney in '89, '89, Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean in '89 was still being run like that in these big, you know, tape reels. Yeah. Um, the sound, the sound room under um, uh, Mission to Mars that ran most of Tomorrowland still like that, and it wasn't until the you know the first really upgrade that I remember of a, a sound room that got into solid state was Splash Mountain, and then well, slowly more and more of them started to change where they had these huge ass rooms. That had just you know rows and rows of those big uh, reels got down to like one console, or they combined some of them into uh, one place. So they were, even at Disneyland, they were a little slow to do some of that. But I agree that uh, what used to bother me is I'd go in, I went eighty-five or seventy-five or eighty-two. Walked, in, I was in Pirates at Disney World. And I went to buy used to be able to buy these slides that sell of all these really great pictures of the park. I want to buy the slide strip for Pirates of the Caribbean. The finale scene they were selling at Walt Disney World was the Disneyland finale scene. <laughs> and this is stuff I used to see in early publications by Disney a lot, was just stealing a picture from a West Coast attraction to show up for the East Coast, or East Coast for the West Coast. They didn't always match up. Well, yeah, the average person probably never saw it. But to me, I thought, God, can, is it, would it hurt you to take a new picture? Well, I'm under. I'm under. Apparently I, I so. Sub- I subscribe to the whole wholeheartedly the whole thing. If it's not broke, don't fix it. But if you look at Disneyland's Haunted Mansion, you go over to Disney World, and you look at their Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion Disney World. To me, making those comparison, it's broke. Fix it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's beyond broke. I mean, it's, it's if, but yeah, but if it's not, you know, if it's not broke, who cares? Run the tape reel. I don't care. But if there is a problem, I mean, you know, when you're I, you know, I think cut out, and it's just the experience is, is uh, you know, muffled. The thing I found kind of disheartening, I went in uh, Hall of Presidents. You know, it's still a pretty good show, but the seats look did, did you see the ratty. Ceiling? What? What? You look at the ceiling. It's like kind of sagging and kind of you know, I like did, water damage. I gotta admit, I did not yeah. look up. Ceiling I kept tiles. looking at the 
the, the, the seats, the they were all worn there's out water, in the ends. Yep, there's water yeah. damage kind of looking like it's on the ceiling. I noticed that room was kind of creepy. It was shabby. Yeah, and there's a lot of dead people in there, too. Uh, <laughs> I see dead people, yeah. Okay, but, uh, all right, so, all right, Mr. Businessman Greg, what would be uh, a logical reason for letting a room look so crappy? I actually think, uh, I, I agree a lot with Jeff, the resort is a different animal than, I, I hate to use that term, local park, um, but a bigger mouth to feed, a lot more parks, and when every time, I, I really think every time a new park opened, less attention was given to the previous parks. When I went in 75 and 82 and 86, the thing, to me, just sparkled still. I, I didn't see the kind of stuff that you see today. And, again, that was within its first 10 years or so of development. Epcot came out like, you know, again, a shining jewel. Uh, some of the attractions okay. may not have actually fit in those but, areas, but, you know, you they know were still sa- in the Disney heyday, you know. You know what you're saying? Well, okay, if you're, you're saying that, you're saying since they're building all these other parks, you're saying that the distribution of wealth, if you may, was taking uh, away from upkeep? Is that what? I, I think a, I think a little bit of that is, and that because at Disney World you don't have people repeating at the same level you do at Disneyland, that they can get away with stretching the rehab or the major upgrade. Because uh, I was thinking about, let's just look at the Magic Kingdom. Let's quickly sweep around the world there. You go on Main Street, they've, they've really done some terrible things on Main Street, taking out half the center street, making it one big shopping mall. There's no individualities of the the, sh- the shops gone or things like the camera shop the magic shop all those little things that kind of give disneyland street some charm totally and, you know you go that into advi- yeah you go into adventureland nothing's really changed since 1973 other than that that stupid under new management uh aladdin's flying carpets oh you know what blows me away carpet. you know what blows me away in main street in florida What's that? The ver- the VMK, the Virtual Magic Kingdom oh, yeah, kiosk yeah. in the Main Street Cinema. What? Well, last yes. year, last the year it was Pal Mickey in there. They got computers in there yeah. in, the, in the Main Street Cinema, and I'm like, all right, oh, Marceline, wow. Missouri, turn of the century, sweet. We got, yeah. you know, hello HP. Well, I was blown away <laughs> when when uh, Pal Mickey was in there last year, and then I was even more blown away when I finally walked all the way to the back. Of what's now a sort of the camera shop, which used to be the the Disney Story building. Uh, you go all the way into the back, and they've like blown out one of the theater walls. You can tell it, you know, if you knew what you was there before, you could see that this was one of the two theaters. They made some picture spots where you can stand by cutouts, and they're kind of showing the loop of films that was probably in the Main Street Cinema on uh, a smaller screen with a bunch of little seats. I'm thinking this. If you, you first, you got to know enough to walk all the way back there, and you're thinking. What a waste. You know, what does this have to do with anything? It's, it's really kind of stupid to even know it's back there. Uh, but the whole Main Street of Disneyland, exter- or Disney World, exterior facades, awesome. Blow me away yeah, every time I stand great. on that street. I'm like, oh, my God. Detail, detail, gingerbread, all this stuff. Full scale. You go in the shops and you're like. When you scratch under, when you scratch on the surface, yeah. just like everything else out there, it's a little dull. Yeah, Our Emporium, a, a I really dull. believe, is larger than their Emporium. In depth. I mean, we well. Now, granted, we added on where our lockers oh, used to be, and all. Yeah, you know what I noticed? Got... You know what I noticed in Disneyland's Emporium that I never noticed until this last trip. Was my fifth or sixth trip now? Those little animated dioramas they have up in uh-huh. the ceiling. 
Oh, like there's cool. a barber shop chair yeah. and the kid's like freaking out because yep. the guy's coming at him with a scissor and he keeps yep. moving yep. back and forth. There's little animatronics up there. I mean, they're real yep. basic, but that was cool. Something. Yeah, like, I wow, think that was added in the major out. rehab when they, they extended that store. Yeah. I walked through there so many times and just literally right over my head. Well, there's all <laughs> kinds of... You know the thing I didn't hear on Main Street at Disney World, unless I was just really out of it, is, you know, you go down like where the ice cream shop is by the lockers. And you hear all the little oh, sounds stuff coming up in out. The second you, don't floor. Hear, you don't hear that in Florida. Yeah, the piano the lessons. BGM, the BGM loop on Main Street in Florida, I think, is also a little. I think it's a little quieter. Maybe it's because it's just a bigger space. It's not as pronounced. But Could man, be. when you're in Disney World, it's like boom, hello Dolly. Yeah. I mean, it's just you know, it's blaring out those speakers. It's craziness. Yeah. 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 There's definitely not the detail, but along your lines of distribution of wealth, think about this back in the what was it, the late '80s, mid '80s? I don't know when it took place. But also, not only were they building parks abroad, and that was taking away, um, you know, money from what they could spend on Disneyland and Disney World. But they're buying media giants like ABC. Go.com. How about that fiasco? I mean, they're, yeah. they're pouring tons of money into trying to gain, you know, more market share in all these areas that were sort of related, but I don't know. They're, I don't know. They're, their movies and their theme parks were always really the top of their focus, and then all of a sudden... I just start going crazy buying all this other goofy junk. Well, like Go.com was a terrible waste of money, then that could have gone to the parks. And, you know, maybe that just trickled down and kept the, the whole budget structure in place for what they're using now, you know, the well, residual they, effects. They bought ABC to get something else, didn't they? Did they not buy they, ABC they, to, well, get, to get. I'm, I'm listening to that book, Disney War, right now, and basically. The way I'm understanding... to read that stuff, Greg. Yeah, well, I don't always have time, so I get to listen to it in the car. Um, it's more because Di- Eisner wanted to take Disney to be this uh, this worldwide mega entertainment. That's what they do, and they were going to be at the top of the heap. They weren't going to be this little little podunk anymore. They, 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 there were some interesting stories. You know, when When Disney made films in the 70s, and in the 80s, up to Eisner came in, they kept most of the production staff on staff. They weren't hired from production to production. Well, that was one of the first things that Eisner and Wells wanted to do is, you know, we can't afford to do this. The average movie cost double at Disney what it did on the street because all these people worked for Disney. They didn't work for a production company that was hired to do the, the film. So that was one of the immediate changes, which changed the whole atmosphere of the studio. The studio used to be this really cool little campus and uh, they still had the the back lots from Zorro and uh, the old uh, Fred McMurray movies which had been painted over and used this way and that way but all that stuff was still there the little circle from something wicked this way comes all gone now either buildings on it trailers on it and it that used to be a really cool thing but in the business sense that makes a lot of sense most people aren't buying back lots anymore. They want the realism and you're, you're filming on the streets and right, uh, right. things like that. So, okay, fine, get rid of it. The nostalgic person goes, oh, bummer, I remember walking around that. That was so cool. Uh, employees I knew, oh, yeah, I used to park on this street that you saw in this movie. I guess that's what they got to do. Now, uh, Ron Dominguez will tell you they couldn't hardly get money for Disneyland in the 70s because they were building Disney World. And then they started to build Tokyo Disneyland. And they yeah. had a hard time getting money for Disneyland. But, okay, this is money for expansion, new attractions. It can't be money for 
basic maintenance and upkeep, that's a that's ongoing budget. I mean, yeah, this year, right. you know, our maintenance budget is take round numbers, you know, hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, so what if they're building Epcot? That hundred thousand dollars a year is not going to go down. Sure can. Maybe they they lowered it because they know they're going to be building Epcot. Okay, so, so everyone everyone has down. to give ten percent off the top to help build Epcot, but still, a ninety percent of your budget you should be able to you know stretch it or I don't know make make ends meet for want of a better term. But I I, <laughs> I well you know you also have sponsorship to help take care of attractions, and that's you can't discount the sponsorship factor. Um, I'm yeah, not always keen on some of the sponsorships, but sometimes they work and it's a good marriage. Sometimes it doesn't, uh, but that's a good way of uh, running things. And, you know, the one thing I didn't like about the Eisner area was when they started to get rid of all the lessees. Uh, I, some of the lessees brought uh, charm to Disneyland. Sure. The, the Pendleton shop in Frontierland. Now, did Pendleton really sell that much? I have no Probably clue. Probably not. Who knows? But it was it was a thing that made this, the area feel somewhat authentic to the age because of what they sold. Uh, you had some kinds, some the, of these things on Main Street. The Rebus Brothers, the, yeah. Yeah, the Rebus Brothers, the old candle shop. Did they really sell that many candles? I don't know, but it was cool to go through, sniff the candles, all that Rebus kind of stuff. Rebus is still there. I always buy uh, beer mugs and uh, stuff Not like there. it used to be. You know, no, um, really do they still have the, some dude blowing glass? I, have, I yeah, haven't yeah, seen Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It's on Main Street over by where they clipped the little faces out, the profiles. Okay, on but the east side of the street. Okay, yeah, I, I know where Arebus Brothers is, long. but do they still have some dude oh, actually blowing, blowing glass, glass and making figures anymore? Yeah. I, I can't. They still do. I think they still do. I can remember. Well, last oh yeah, Disney downtown Manage. Disney. No, not on Main Street though. No, on Main Street they do. They have that what? little flame coming out of there, and they do what? their little thing. And they have no, the big no. Cinderella's castle, and I've gotten my initials engraved on my beer mugs there <laughs> at, the, at, the, at, at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Where, where where's the Arebus Brothers shop? It's on the right-hand side. Right-hand side. Right. Blah, blah, blah. You can't yeah, I mean, really, it's like right where the, next to the cooking ware stuff, where the toaster Christmas tree is. Okay, toaster. here it is. Okay, when you're walking down Main Street on the right, you have the... He's cracked a passport. You have, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. My, mine's out in the car. You know where, where the shop's going <laughs> to stop, and it's got the little side street, right? Inner street, yeah, sure. I think, I believe, the next shop on your right there, the in Florida, is the kitchen utensils. The next transition there, Arena's Oh, oh you, you are correct. It's almost, yes. it's in combination with the ice cream shop. It's kind of in the front portion. There's there's chairs and stuff behind uh, it where you can... I think there's one more shop between those two. Uh, I, I, yeah, I know exactly where you mean that. You, you are correct. They are still there. Well, at Disneyland, they used to have the Crystal Arcade, which separated the clock shop and the jewelry shop from the uh, Emporium. It's now a bunch of plush. That used to be a place where they had a guy blowing uh, the glass in the back of it, and thus the name Crystal Arcade. Dirty. So. Uh, anyways, um, you know, Adventureland, like I said, other than the stupidness stuff they've done, they haven't really done anything to Adventureland... Uh, uh, any significant upgrade? That stupid magic carpet ride doesn't fit there. <laughs> the, the the you know under new management doesn't work. Oh, uh, pirates God. okay. They've done a pirates rehab, but I'm I'm sorry, and I'll say it again. Pirates is like going on a black and white movie for half of it, and a colorized black and white movie for the other half. It was so dark. Some of the sound I didn't think sounded very good. Now, you know, I gotta say we've got the crown jewel, the, the pirates out here. It's I've always 
felt it unfair to those who have never seen ours when they see that one. So I, 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 though I enjoyed the new additions to Pirates out there, just it got the lighting, the sound. I don't think it really compared to Disneyland. And I, I dig their queue. I dig the exterior building. Uh, I've always thought I, I was missing something on their attraction. Now, it could be said that the little additions we have are somewhat boring and slow. But I think the the story flows a little better, if you can call it a story, it's more right. of an experience. Well, well, okay, that that's actually really interesting in in uh you know in conjunction with our discussion because that's a brand new rehab, and you're telling us that they didn't even do it as good as the rehab they did at the same time in Disneyland. Disneyland. Okay, yeah, well, that's know, really uh, interesting. Now, according according to you know, I haven't I, seen it yet myself. According to Al Lutz... Wait, wait, wait. Which one haven't you seen yet? I haven't seen Pirates Light, the new rehab yet. I've oh, okay. Seen I've seen Disneyland's, and I, the main thing I noticed was the lighting was so much better. All right. According to Al Lutz, when they rehabbed Pirates Light in Florida, they did not change out the sound system like they did what? in Disneyland. They added, they added speakers for sound bits, where they added well, Barbosa, like, where they added yeah, Jack Sparrow, yeah. but they yeah. did not change... Any of the sound where they did not do any scene upgrades or changes. So maybe they didn't change the lighting. So you got to. Can you take a spoiler, Jeff? Because there, there's one tragedy that I haven't even mentioned on my other podcast, but it's just. Yeah, go ahead. I've, I've seen the best one, so go ahead. Okay. What is one of the the signature icons you think of when you think of Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, yeah. What what image comes to your mind? The uh, the the battle scene. Okay, not okay. the one I was going for, but close to <laughs> it. Um, the talking skull. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Before you go down keep the hill, they, 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 they removed it. it oh, so you know already. They removed it. Yeah, I mean that to me. Well, I always thought it was odd that it was kind of over to the side because I'm so used to it being right over the the falls of Disneyland. But I wonder why they just removed it. Why? It, it makes no sense at all. Why did they remove it? That's dumb. And they removed the Barker bird. I guess they just didn't want. They didn't want anything yammering like me around there. I dug the Barker I dug the Barker Bird, too. My first first trip to Florida, I think I got like almost 10 minutes solid just the Barker Bird just doing his thing. Yeah, I used to sit there. I used to stand underneath it and just stare at the thing and laugh. And you show people that? You show people that and they get the taste of it. Okay, when's this over? Come on, it's funny. It's absurd. <laughs> Come on. That's awesome. Those are, those are those little details that little, I'd say. Yes. A little parrot with an anchor cool. tattooed on his chest yeah. and a peg leg. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> you can't beat that. Yeah, no, um, it's very cool. <laughs> now, on the Frontierland side, you know, we've, they've had two major attractions added with Big Thunder and um, uh, Splash. Oh, Splash. But the, the, the Big Thunder opened in 78 and Splash opened, what, 10 years later? No, more than no. ten years. Because yeah, when I was there in ninety, no splash. Okay, so you, I, well, you you get where I'm going. Long so time, one ninety two. Yeah, long time, nothing happening. The mile long bars becomes yet another modern Disney shop, either candy or pins or something. Then uh, the mile long bar I thought was a cool little you know addition to the Country Bear Theater. I think we've all already said the Country Bear Theater is needs some work. The Diamond Horseshoe Review of Stupid Meet and Greet for Characters. Uh, Wait, they don't put a show on in there in Florida? No. At all? No, I walked oh, in. Oh, that I'm kills like, me. That it, kills me how many areas are becoming meet and greets. And then you, oh, now you're telling yeah. me Fantasyland Theater is going to the same thing. Yeah. All that space, what a waste. Now now you go over to Liberty Square, which is one of my favorite areas at Disney World, especially if you kind of walk up into the shops around the back and 
kind of very charming right there. Self in it. Very I love cool that. area. Yeah, I love that. I love the Hall of Presidents. I what I don't like is another and yet another dine with the character place. You just you can't just seem <laughs> to sit down anymore and have a nice meal without a freaking character at your side yeah. yucking six it foot, up. Kept six foot crazy stuff. Okay. Thing. Okay, but now put put your businessman hat back on, Greg. You know, we can charge yeah, we could charge fifteen yeah. bucks for a meal. Don't I, I, I understand that. It, it's helpful bucks. my socks bottom line. I don't I don't understand. You know, but they, they gotta know that that's not all of their business. There are people who Correct. Like me just walk but away from those because they don't want to deal but with But it's the gonna be thing. like it's gonna be like, you know, uh, who wants to be the millionaire? It's flash in the pan. It's one uh, of those things that's going to go. It's been flashing for a while. I'm not okay, sure when that pan's going to heat up hot enough to okay, get But they're going to start dialing, scaling back, you know, the character offerings, I'm yeah. thinking, because they're not selling out. When they stop, when the interest yeah, wanes. It could be. <coughs> the other thing that bothers me is the, the, uh, the mansion facade has almost become totally hidden behind the shrubbery. And, and I understand be, the, the reason cut. the canopy's got to be. Oh, out there. oh! I got a story. I got a story. Right, right. You're you're completely correct on that because I was actually going through my grandmother's pictures, and she's got pictures from uh, the Magic Kingdom in Florida from the 70s. And there was a guy standing in front of the. They took a random random picture of the haunted mansion. And there's a guy in like a pink blazer <laughs> standing there. But then I look behind him. They didn't have the gates with the haunted mansion sign, the wrought iron gates. Mm-hmm. That was not there back then. And yep. man. I looked on that picture, the facade of Haunted Mansion, it was huge. I was like, what is that? It didn't even look like the same thing. Yeah. It was right, bam, right there. You could see that building. You could see that facade, the entire thing. It looked so much bigger. It looked so much more grand. And, yeah, I do agree with you. When you go in there now, it's very grown in, which has its own kind of creepy charm in its own sure. way. But, but it's not, yeah, that is a great facade that really should be brought out a little bit more. Actually, yeah, that, I actually mean, like Florida's. That's, that's 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 the bottom line with that attraction. Everything about it, everything about it is great. That just needs it. Just needs lifted up. The volume needs turned up a little bit. It just needs <laughs> a little more brightness. It just needs some more oomph, more bang. It, it needs rehab. Yes, <laughs> it needs a rehab. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I personally I like uh, the mansion facade better in California. In, uh, I like the haunted mansion better than the. The one in Disneyland, the way it flows. I oh, no, like I like the, the attraction. I like the attraction yeah. here better, of course. But I think well, I, I think I, the, I think I like based, the. Go ahead. Based on what? <laughs> based on technical stuff, right? You like it better based sure, on technical. Sure, sure. And it's purely it's not purely. I mean, this is a show I know. I mean, you know, I can almost close my yeah. eyes and recite the thing from top to okay. bottom. But all right, the facade yeah. in Florida, I like better. See, I, I like use a I like, combination yes. of things. Yeah, I like I like the way I like the way the show flows a little better at the uh, Magic Kingdom. I like going down that little hill into the library, and then it opens up in the hallway. And I just kind of like the and then you get to the seance room, and I like the order of the things a little bit better. And I like going up that second staircase after you see the guy playing the piano. But yeah, technically, gosh, you can't compare now, especially with that new attic scene. That is just phenomenal. Right. That but that was the highlight know, of my trip. Yeah. Highlight of my trip. The attic stuff. scene does to the mansion what. The Jack Sparrow characters do to the pirates. It, it was almost awesome. makes the rest of it look dated. Like they need to come up with some other wows on, yeah. on their. Uh, that uh, attic scene floored me. It would really the highlight of my trip to the point where it almost it just about overshadowed pirates. I think it did. I mean, what about, what about Madame Leota? 
I enjoyed that too. The but table, something, the, her table of ball floating independently. Yeah, just, just the ball now. The table's is. Oh, that's solid. right. The table. Is yeah, something. the ball's floating around, and I was very impressed on how the projection is able to follow that around the room and how you can't see it. Well, you know, that was I, very I, impressive. But still, the attic scene, like that uh, silhouette of the piano player playing, mm-hmm. was just and it's how it's laid back and how the music he's playing. Is that here comes the bride, and it's mixing, mm-hmm. and he, you'd hear her like talking and. The whole thing just floored me, man. I was just like, holy moly. Right, I have ma- not been that impressed on a Disney attraction in quite some time. But the Magic really Kingdom haven't. has the the silhouette also playing. Oh, ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> See that thing? It's like a broomstick with string on it. <laughs> <laughs> bing dong, bing dong, bing. Uh, and then the, you know, the twi- could, yeah, the twitching spiders. On. I could combine both of those attractions. Like, give me the hallways when you get off the stretching room, give me a little better load area at Disneyland, yeah. but don't give me some s- spiders going up uh, through transitions that you didn't know what to do with. But the library, very cool. It's a, it's a nice scene. Uh, you know, if you, like I say, if we could combine some of those things, I think you'd have almost the perfect mansion. A real elevator. A real elevator. You need a real elevator. Yeah, you know what's funny? Yeah, I've heard people bag on ours that you could actually th- see things move, but Duh. I mean, I can see the thing moving at Disney World. It's also, it just moves in a different way. And it's not as tall. It's not as far no. away from you. Yeah. Well, I mean, because, I mean, those rooms are tall to begin with when you step in them. And then they're going Yeah, I put down. them at probably 12 feet or so, well, to the edge of the the first uh, soffit. But, yeah, then maybe another, I don't know, five feet or so. Uh, now, what I miss, because I've, I've been scanning slides from my 86 pictures i could stand all the way in frontierland and take a decent shot of the facade now you know like you say we've got the canopy in the way to keep everybody dry you've got the overgrown trees and if they were overgrown in the right creepy way that might work and i've noticed this a lot at disneyland over the years looking at some of my older pictures where it's almost become too mature at some point we need to scale back to allow certain sight lines to work again and they did this in both of the the hubs to allow better viewing of the fireworks show of the castles, and it actually works for me. Yeah. It almost feels like it did when it was closer to opening. But I thought, you know what? Those trees were too big. I was missing stuff. I couldn't see things. And and in some ways, that's why how I see the mansion. It's just been kind of overgrown, and, and it's not the charming thing it used to be. Yeah, all right. Well, but, back, but, back, but, to, but back to go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say, but back to the top. The the reason for discussion is why. That's what I was going. They don't have to. I think. I think Jeff's really got it. You know, I kind of stretch it out a little bit, saying they've got a bigger mouth to feed out there and build. But when you when you have people like, how often do we go? We're annual pass holders, both of us, Mike. I you were there yesterday. I was there the day before. It was the first trip since I'd been back from Disney World. But before I went to Disney World, I went the day before Disney World. I think the week before that, I went. Now, it's not for all day. Usually I go in for one or two rides, hours, yeah. uh, maybe eat uh, or something. Storytellers has become our latest favorite restaurant. Uh, really? The parks. Yeah, we like that place. Uh, the bread, the fresh bread is the die for. Oh, okay. I digress and get back to the parks. Um, when you have people repeat customers like that, you really do have to try to keep something bringing them back. Even a local in Florida is how many freaking miles away? I mean, how many yeah. people really live in Kissimmee? Yeah. yeah, I think it's twofold. I think the the first reason is that um, you know Disneyland's a local park. There's many more re- the same eyes looking at the same thing, 
uh, th- same things more often. And then the other reason I think, Greg, that y- you mentioned is that Florida, with the blessing of size, that there's got so many more distractions. Yes. Yeah. Y- you can see a, a crappy paint job on one building, but you know you're about to hop over to three other parks and then go back to your fancy resort, which is also themed and kept clean. And all that that whole experience. In total, at Disney World makes up for a little bit of the shabbiness. I, think. I, know, I know. Now, what the, about the, the, the resorts the, get get their share of beatings too? Okay. Yeah, what about the thought that um, it is Walt's original, it is more local to the corporate center and Imagineering? Though there is an East Coast, you know, office, if you will, of Imagineering. It's a, it's a lot easier for the local guys to be walking through the park and see what kind of condition yeah. it is than it is for Disney World. It's it's a far bigger expense. And it's like the thing I've been moaning about with the hardscapes and the hard surfaces. I'm starting to see that a little bit in the Magic Kingdom. In fact, around the, the mansion area, you could actually see the tracks where the hearse was pulled in. Yep, I noticed that too. That, I that's think the always, kind of I don't stuff, know if it's always been there. Yeah, I don't think so. But mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for that I see at Disneyland that makes areas a little more immersive. You, you go through... Fat, or, Adventureland, and you see all that kind of stuff. Frontierland, at Disney World, it's still asphalt. It still Painted feels asphalt, like the yeah. 1970s. You know, it, it's not. It just doesn't have it. And, um, so again, you go over to Fantasyland, you're still seeing original Fantasyland like it was at Disneyland in the 50s. It's it's nothing to get excited about. The the attractions themselves, I think the dark rides are halfway decent. A um, little bigger feel than we have at Disneyland. You know. Small World sucks, of course, and they took out the submarines, which was a submarine job of Mike Ovitz. Uh, Tomorrowland's okay. a, a, a disgrace. I, I hate what they did to the all that silver 50s-looking retro uh, crap. I like the white, gleaming, clean mm, thought I like, that they had with the original. I like the... I, I love the Tomorrowland at uh, D- Disney World still. I think that's really just got it nailed. I mean... It's got problems, of course, but I really like the look and feel, and I love all the the uh, the kinetic mo- kinetic motion of that entire area. Everything's moving in motion. Yeah, we the used GTA to is here. moving. The Astro Orbiter is moving. The little sign is is moving. Uh, the Carousel Progress is moving. I like everything's moving. I really do enjoy that. I love yeah. the Tomorrowland. I like take, the metal facades too. Yeah. Let's let's take the metal facades aside, which I don't like. You know they're okay, but you know I got to say I kind of grew up with that more of clean white water, those kind of things. Sort of like uh, Future World that Epcot kind of used to be with a lot of white and stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of look at that as a clean Tomorrowland. The thing I ne- never liked about their Tomorrowland, though everything is moving, it felt so open that there was no immersive immersive quality, and that the Tomorrowland uh, a speedway just didn't belong there. Uh, it, that's it, awful. Yeah, you know, it, it never has felt like it was a part of Tomorrowland, where our old Tomorrowland, used, you used to feel like you're right in the middle of it. Like I say, people mover moving right down the center, which yep. I always felt was more exciting than down the sides at, at Disney World. Right. But Mike, I understand land, the reason they did that. What, but. Jeff? Mike, which land do you do you prefer? I mean, I know I know Disneyland's is kind of in a mess right now, but think back, I guess, to the heyday. I, I, I've always liked Tomorrowland. At Disneyland? No, which part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. didn't oh, okay. I'm sorry, Disneyland. My <laughs> Do you pre- you prefer the white as to the industrial look of uh, Florida's? Yeah, no. The, 
I like the aluminum, the shiny aluminum with the plants there that you see oh, you the waterfall. Do? Yeah. I, oh, you I, like that? Okay. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I'll, it takes you out of reality a little bit more when you got metal growing out of rock. But, like, well, wait, Jeff, I think I'm, I'm not sure he's talking about the same. Are you talking about the aluminum at Disneyland's entrance with the little flower pots? Yeah, and stuff? yes, exactly. Uh, okay, he's, those, he's, little, those little pods. You yeah, know? but Jeff is talking about okay. the aluminum at the Magic Kingdoms. No, no, the new aluminum. In, no, no, no. Okay. okay. No, I'm talking Tomorrowland, Disneyland. Those okay. aluminum etched entrances that are kind of obscured now. They're kind of they got trees kind of growing in the way. They don't want you to notice them so much. Those little pods of flowers in them. The what? You see, my remembrance of Tomorrowland, in the Magic Kingdom, is uh, um, the blue and the orange tile with the water running down it. Well, see, in mine it was all white with no blue and pink and whatever yeah. pastel colors they had there. But, but the, Disneyland's used to have water flowing in theirs, too. Those correct. Water, those little those pods. Tongue, used yeah, to have used water to have waterfalls. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think you talk about uh, Tomorrowland getting shifted around in Florida. The difference between my visit in 1990 and my visit last year is Tomorrowland looks a lot more cluttered. They've yeah, put some I agree. stuff. It it seems yeah, over claust- claustrophobic to the over theme. Yeah, well, I yeah, don't know I about over theme. Well, yeah, I guess I, it's a lot I of yeah. yeah. Just a lot I of used little to think um, Tomorrowland at crap. Disney World was more open through the main throat of it, and it, it does feel very cramped. And people start lining up for stitches, whatever it's called, and it it gets very cramped in there. And actually, Disneyland almost starts to feel a little bigger and wider. And which Once the I never thought it was. Down, yeah. Now, Jeff, I will agree with you with the silver and all that, that it does take you somewhere else. Yeah. If the idea of Tomorrowland was to be either the retro Tomorrowland or the future based on all of that, and it was carried through everything, I would dig it. But it's gotcha. not quite finished and carried everywhere. But it does give me that uh, George Jetson kind of, Sure. Future look. In that part, I don't mind uh, mind at all. In fact, I, I like it a lot. Actually, you know, the one thing I really like are those, and they're, it's kind of dumb, those palm trees. Yeah, those kind of like <laughs> Those are really cool. They usually, they actually, they open during the day and close during the night when they're working. Really? Yes, yeah, they do. It's one way or the other. They're either, I think they're open during the day to provide shade, and then they close, they they actually close their night. If you look at it, you'll see little gears and that's cool and, uh, servos to open those, like umbrellas. Now, they have when they're working, you know, sometimes they don't work. I have not seen that Tomorrowland stage used in the last I either. two trips I've been there. Though the, the the construction wall was down this last time we were there. Yeah. I've never seen it. See, that's the thing I miss about both parks. Disneyland used to be just uh, a bustling little place with... You got big bands playing at Carnation. Down in Tomorrowland, you had pop or rock type of going. Yep. Uh, there was something going everywhere, and you could get to the hub and hear all of this great stuff going on. At Disney World, you get to the hub, and because everything is so far away, crickets chirping, yeah. you hear nothing. <laughs> Your yeah. Tomorrowland Terrace is inside, which has some stupid animatronic going up and down in it instead of a, a <laughs> real cheese. show. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck e. Cheese. Yeah, it does look like Chuck E. Cheese, doesn't it? That you—that is what I really Sunny miss. Clips. Now, when I was on Main Street two days ago, I'm in the twenty or thirty minutes. When my wife was shopping on Main Street. I saw four, three different band subgroups going on. 
they were dressed up as firemen over the firehouse, and they were dressed up as like Daffer Dan looking guys halfway down the street playing musical instruments, right? Yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. lot of stuff going on. That was going well, on Disneyland. Sunday, too. Disneyland I don't get that at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, no, you don't, and, and that's the one main thing I, I discovered about Disneyland. There's so much entertainment going on in the park, and I also think that's um, you know goes back to because they have so many more locals that are coming there over and over again. They need more of that. And Disney World, I just don't think, has a need for that type well, of entertainment. I agree with you. Because I mean, I was World, floored when I walked in there, and there was a dance floor going with a disco ball, and people were swing dancing. Right there while the parade was coming down the route. I had never seen that. On my last trip, I saw that. I was oh, like, yeah. What is That's going on? Cool. There's like that, that, a, a big band was playing, and they were yep. swing dancing. There's always, a, almost always some sort of big band playing like, under that. I was like, what is going on here? And now, it was, it was so even cool. better before they got rid of the Carnation food location. Because then it was really that active. Was you had one people of the eating. You had, only you had Carnation ice cream. Only that was like a hangout. That was the only place you could get uh, hard serve ice cream at the park at the time. Now, I mean, think of the, the go in the way back machine at Duke Ellington's plane there. Um, Glenn Miller's band, of course, not Glenn because he's long, you know, in the ditch or wherever he ended up. Uh, but you had <laughs> real big bands playing at Disney, big names, you know, yeah, not yeah. some, cool. you know, knockoff band. And yeah, the parade's going by, the big bands playing, people are dancing. You go down into the Tomorrowland Terrace, and either the Kids of the Kingdom or some made-up band Discovery. they've got. Something's <laughs> going on where people are out dancing, and now you get some stupid meet and greet. Oh, Who oh, knows? And then Videopolis, right? Videopolis. Oh, Videopolis, which became the the Fantasyland Theater, was um, that was kind of the turn. What before annual pass holders came teeny, in because they they sold a teeny like, after six ticket where yeah. they. Kids would just go hang out and summertime, uh, summertime evening pass, Disneyland fifty bucks. Ba- Disneyland babysit your child. Yeah, fifty bucks basically yeah. for the whole summer season. Fifty bucks coming okay, anytime after yeah. six. We're way off subject again. They, well, but, I, I was actually going to start steering us towards conclusions because I think oh, okay. we're. I'm well, but Jeff's right. You know, you don't need the Main Street Entertainment if you uh, you have four parks that you may only have three or four days to see. You may not feel you have the time to sit around for 20 minutes to watch some Main Street show. They've got that early morning show. You know, they come down right. in the trolley and they yeah. all sing. Before, you, before they let you in. Actually, okay, no, so no, no, not that one. There's another one. There's oh. the trolley cars. But it wasn't too bad. Well, okay, so, here, ha- so have we actually come to a conclusion on well, this, Kat? Do gonna, we have two reasons? Yeah, I, ahead, I, I think yeah. so. But I have, I have one more thing to say to Greg's. Right. You know, you, you only got two or three days. You're not going to see anything. Uh-huh. But yesterday we're there. We're heading down and People going, hey, I need something to drink. So, hey, we're going to stop at Coke Corner because my mom wanted a fountain soda, not a bottle soda. And so I'm sitting there at Coke Corner. Someone's in line getting their whatever, and the Dapper Dan's come out. Now, because the Dapper Dan's were there and started singing, the kids are liking it, we did not get up and leave as quick as we thought we would. And so there's the there benefit of... Yeah, definitely. I uh, you know, well, the, the, I, I am atmosphere. not arguing with that, but I'm thinking from a... We've, we've all always said that the way they operate the resort in Florida is much different than they operate here, which yes. is the reason that a lot of the employees here are upset that HR is going to Florida. Oh, they answer yeah, to Florida, Florida for seems a lot. To be the And to find out that some suits from Florida come out here and look at our attractions going, oh my God, what have we been doing wrong, makes me think that these people need to get out more because they're operating in a vacuum that there's this image that Disney World does no wrong. That is now the new crown jewel that Correct. they know how to do it because they deal with 
far more people. People, their parks are larger. They know what they're doing. But obviously, the one thing they're not not dealing with, though, is the number of annual pass holders. To answer your question, Jeff, the conclusion I was drawing is that we've we've said the same thing. There's two uh, streams of thought that have been repeated more than once, and that's the the local park. Okay, we hear it with disdain, but it's, it's a fact that Disneyland has a lot more repeat business of the same people than Walt Disney World does, yes. Okay, good. One conclusion. Second. But but just because (laughs) (laughs) but just because Magic Kingdom does not have the same repeat business, I I personally don't think it's an excuse to let things slide as much as they have. No, I agree with you. I don't think it's an excuse either, but I think it's a reason. I think it's a big reason, but you know, I don't think they knew they were doing anything wrong. I really, if, if the story that Outlets has that I'd heard from Richard is true, those guys really thought that they had, they had they, something they had going right in. out there. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about that before on the show. How far can you extend things before you go into rehab? Because you just have to. Should you take that mentality or you should take them? In- when I first got hired, they the streets were washed down every night. They were out there painting every night. They were changing light bulbs every night. By the time I left, the light bulb thing happening every night wasn't happening as much. Painting wasn't happening as much. A lot of the everyday maintenance was being pushed off to maybe every couple of days, once a week. And You hardly ever saw little painting walls set up, you know, where they put a little barricades up to do some quick touch-up painting. You never saw that okay. during the day. Okay, yeah, but remember this. This is where a lot of people forget this. And this is where Disney World suffers or Disneyland didn't used to. Disneyland used to be closed Monday and Tuesday. Okay, a wait a second. A lot of stuff long was done time ago. A long time Tuesdays. ago. Oh, I re- Disney World has never had the luxury of closing. Sure. But, okay, Disney World opened... How many years after, between the time of Disney World opening, did Disneyland go to seven-day-a-week operation? Uh, well, it, that happened under the Eisner years in the early 80s, probably. So it's been 20 years of that. But still, you know, you got to remember the people running the parks were used to that. You you have to put a paint wall up. You can't always paint. Ask some painter if he likes to paint by bright lights in the middle of the night. No, they don't. I, I yeah. you know, but you know, at that point, it's not their choice. You know, Walt was maintenance. Okay. Maintenance For, happened after yeah. hours. You know, we we all know the story of the okay. people that went out and shined the brass on the freaking. Okay, forget if they like it or not. Is it the best environment to get the right color by? Painting under bright lights in the middle of the night. Probably not. Where, where, are, you, where are you going with this? Well, I'm uh, just saying just, that you know, just you our typical tangent where we freaking got to argue something out. Ha- <laughs> well, I'm saying is you have to put some of these walls up sometimes to do maintenance. If you never shut the park down, not everything can be done at night. It's just not possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're running wild around here, man. What's going on? Fine. All right, so I hey, we actually made two solid conclusions. Yeah, we, all, we, haven't, done that. we haven't done that in a long time. How cool is that? Yeah, <laughs> as long as the, the term local park is not used in the pejorative, like some, <laughs> Nathan <laughs> Rose. <laughs> Would um, you yeah. stop, please? Oh, my <laughs> Lord, give the guy a break, man. Greg, Greg is not good at letting things go. Not till I meet him in uh, Podfest will I let yeah. this go. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. I'm well, going to stand back. Do you want <laughs> <laughs> I, I told him I'd go on their show and, and take them on. So lose. I heard that. Yeah. 
No, oh, I'd ready, like to listen but we to just that. haven't scheduled it yet. I want to listen uh-huh. to that. I'd like to listen yeah. to that. That'd be very cool. Um, hey, make sure you uh, get all the proper plugs out there, boy. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> s- speaking of you plugs, know, I don't mean I don't mean it aggressively, but I I I really think Nathan must have been on something on that show. <laughs> oh with, my lord in heaven! I, I, he was in uh, such pain. Was he on medication that he really didn't he's see the part? But Jeff, are you that are you that protective of Disneyland, Greg? Um, seriously. Dude, if, uh, yeah, remember, okay, most of you. the podcasts out there are about, they Disney tend World. to be more Disney World. Sure. And there is, there is a, I'm sorry, it's, it's like when I worked at Disneyland and, and it's, we started to be paid by, instead of Disneyland, a Walt Disney uh, company or Walt Disney Productions company, started to be Disneyland, a Walt Disney World company. It's like, whoa, we're the first park here. Yes. So, yes, I probably am a little protective when all you hear about is how great Disneyland is. That's why I'm, I'm really refreshed. To hear your opinion, Jeff, because most most people tend to pass a Disneyland off as this. You know, okay, it's a cute little park, but it's nothing like Disney World. No, but like I you said, it's no. it's really completely two they're different not, animals. They're not the same thing. No, no but you, you're you, one you, of the few podcasters that have recognized it for for that. You know, it's 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 a rare. And I'm not just pumping you know smoke. Yeah, yeah, people, yes. but, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not that kind. Right. Smoking so, here. Okay, but you talked about uh, making plugs. You know, should we run down? What we need to run down before we sign off, go for like it. email address. Go ahead, Jeff. Like go, ahead, go ahead. Okay. Go, no, no. You go ahead and plug your stuff before we plug. Oh, our okay. Stuff. Yeah. Meandering Mouse at meanderingmouse.com. Podcast at meanderingmouse.com. Yeah. Give me a shout. Check out the show if you haven't already. And the D- DPN, of course. You all know that. Oh, oh, oh. Heads up, guys. Yeah. If you haven't listened to my latest show, um, all my hate mail is still being directed towards. Um, Mike at MiceCast and Greg at MiceCast. Okay, you're, over, you're overloading my server. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Are you serious? I haven't got a single look like, at hate mail. They must all be sending it to Greg. Wow. Yeah. I, my, my, my servers are shutting down. I've had to, to okay. talk to those boys. Yeah, so just get, get any hate mail. So. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. I actually got some good <laughs> ones about Saul, fun. but I got hate ones about Jeff. Go figure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, no, no voicemail line for you? Jeff? Yes, 713-893-3866. I've gotten a lot of good voice feedback lately. I We've really got a appreciate couple voice it. One of them's you. Yeah. <laughs> Me? What? That was a long time ago, though. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I suggested a topic. Okay. That was, uh, yeah, you that did. Was fun. You did. Yeah, you guys talked talked? <laughs> yeah, the Pixar, or the characterization of Epcot you talked yeah. about. Oh, God. That was a very interesting show. Um, I enjoyed it. Well, okay, so you already, you already pimped our email addresses. You already said greg at micecast.com, mike at micecast.com. Our yeah. voicemail line is 206-600-MICE, 206-600-6423. Um, wow, this is... Uh, this, I just, well, just realized this is our 37th show. Not, wow. that, not that that's a significant number, but we're pushing 40. Well, and how much time? What do you mean, how much time? Where are we at, time-wise? No, 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 no. Oh, we started February. Our first, show, okay. our first show is February. So, in seven months, 37 shows. Very cool. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. thanks. And it's about a lot about nothing in 37 yeah, shows. Yeah, well, where the sign fell. Hey, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, having me on again, hey, guys. I really thank, enjoyed myself. Well, well, thanks, well, thanks for, for stopping thanks by. Thanks for stopping by mm-hmm. and uh, participating in some chat. Yeah, good stuff. It was stuff. a lot of fun. Good, good food for thought for everyone. That's what we're here for. Yeah, definitely. All right. Now, well, did we pimp PodFest yet? Yes, at the beginning. Mouse Fest. Mouse Fest. De- well, yeah, I'm 
Yeah. And the dates? The, at the top of the show. Okay. Uh, well, check we, out mousefest.org. That yeah, has all the details. You're, also, you're, the good, DPN. Good call. The DPN has, uh, we're going to have updates there on the DPN, the top level of the forum. Check those out. Um, we're still kind of uh, solidifying a lot of this stuff before we kind of, you know, announce it out there. But if you watch those two, you know, sites, you'll get, the news. You get what you need. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So, good night for me. Good night, Jeff. <laughs> good night, Jeff. Good night. This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum, consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the Internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners.